This is Jamin Baxter, and I serve as Business Development Director for Moody Radio. The only reason we're able to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ on the radio is because of financial support from listeners like you. We also have businesses support us too, like United Faith Mortgage. Faith and family is at their core. It's why they choose to be such a close partner with our station. It's why they specifically advertise on Christian radio stations across the country. It's why father and son John and Ryan still lead the company to this day. Check out United Faith Mortgage and their direct lender advantage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. Thanks to you and to United Faith Mortgage for supporting Moody Radio. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Well, this is Ed Stetzer Live, and I'm Ed Stetzer. I'm the executive director of the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center. I serve at Wheaton as a dean and professor. And more importantly, for this moment, I get the privilege of hosting Ed Stetzer Live uh, each and every Saturday at this time. You know, we're coast to coast. Many of you listen uh, online with the the podcast. And let me encourage you that if you're listening live right now, you can subscribe to the podcast. If you go to edstetzerlive.com. And then you can listen whenever you want to, which is a nice option as well. So uh, we talk about all kinds of things here. Last week, we we had the privilege of talking to uh, Michael Rodelnik, who many of you know is in in many of these stations, not all of them, but many of these stations, uh, precedes my show. And so we had a great conversation. And maybe you missed it. You're like, well, I want to know about that conversation. I understand. Here's the great news. Did I mention there's a podcast? And so you can listen. They're all there. And you can also just go online at stetzerlive.com. And listen there as well. So when we listen to shows, we hopefully are giving you the kind of uh, encouragement, advice, and information that you need to live faithfully and fruitfully in some really challenging times. Maybe even some, might say, some tumultuous and turbulent times as well. And this impacts at multiple levels. So last week we, we talked about you know the, the idea of uh, what it meant to uh, you know know the Bible better, answer Bible questions, and more. Well, we're going to continue our conversation today because one of the most probably most frequent questions that uh, that 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 I hear from people is, well, what about what about parenting, and how are we to think about parenting in this very confused and divided time? And I'm I'm kind of of the view that. Um, we need to be I, I am a sparse giver of advice on parenting. And so and part of the reason is is that, you know, I'm I'm still in the process of that, you know, and it's still a journey. Um and, you know, I know my own struggles and more. But sometimes I sort of notice some people who are like particularly uh good parents and and, and then uh, first I want to say, well, what can I learn from them? And and then I'm encouraged when they put their wisdom down uh in a book to kind of help us. And so that's our, those are our guests today. Uh, they uh, let me let me tell you about them. Jimmy and Kristen Scroggins. Uh, they've been married for 26 years, have eight children, so they got a lot of practice, right? Uh, they've been serving at Family Church. Uh, there, it's in uh, it's in South Florida area, West Palm Beach, but lots of different campuses as churches often do nowadays. Um, and uh, Jimmy became the lead pastor there in July 2008. I've known him for longer than that, but Family Church is now a network of neighborhood churches in South Florida. 
They're passionate about uh, Family Church's mission to build families by helping them discover and pursue God's design. So we're super happy to have Jimmy and Kristen on. Jimmy and I know each other for a long time. Kristen and I, not as much, but I understand that she is the more godly one of the family. At least I hope that to be the case, considering. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I guess I, but I know Jimmy. Uh, all right, so let's let's jump in, and I'll, I'll I'll start with you guys. Have eight children, eight children, which. But might I say, I hope when people hear you have eight children, they don't say, oh, no, they say, what a blessing, because that is indeed a blessing. But tell us, I mean, the, the book that we're talking about here is is Full Circle Parenting. And so I want to encourage you, it, it's a guide for crucial conversations, Full Circle Parenting, a guide for crucial conversations. So eight, eight children, uh, what are some of the conversations you've had with them, and how do you handle those? And we'll start first with Jimmy, and then we'll go to Kristen. Jimmy, tell us a little bit about that. Ed, always great to be with you, and thanks for having us on. You are correct that Kristen is the more godly. She's better looking and smarter. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get all of that out of the way. And then I also want to just agree with you that the last thing we want to do is give people parenting advice because, like you, um, we're not not at the end of it. We have a lot to go. But what we do want to share is some things that we have learned from others and that we've learned from the Scriptures and that we've learned from our experience and we do have eight children, ages 25 down to 12. Our oldest two are married. Um, we have two grandchildren, and yet our youngest is a sixth grader. So we have four still living in the home, two in high school, two in middle school, two in college, and two out. And uh, wow. it's definitely, definitely every day gives us uh, stories to tell and lessons to learn. Don't you agree with that, Kristen? Oh, yes, for sure. Yes, we don't see ourselves as any kind of an expert, but we do hope, Ed, to be able to cheer parents on um, in this wonderful blessing of parenthood. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what you've done here well with uh, Full Circle Parenting. And and so, Kristen, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the, the title of the book is, of course, Full Circle Parenting, but the subtitle says A Guide for Crucial Conversations. So let's jump in, Kristen, and talk some about those conversations. What are some of the conversations that you've had with your kids, and how did you handle those? Kind of give us some examples of what that might look like. Sure. Well, you know, you said at the beginning of the show that you hoped that when people uh, heard that we had eight children that they wouldn't say, oh, but that they would say that 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 is a blessing because children are a blessing from the Lord. But we also know, Ed, that they don't always feel like a blessing. And so they have to be shown how to be a blessing to the world. And so some of these conversations that we have, even from a very young age, are training them to for them to understand how who God is and how they fit into his plan and then how to be a blessing to the world and how to think of others and we do that through conversations um through conversations that they watch mom and dad have together and then the conversations that mom and dad have with the children and so sometimes we think that these conversations are all um extremely heavy and that's not the case although as they get older that tends more to be true but really we yeah. we wanted to give parents um a tool, some kind of handle to to guide them as they talk to their kids, whether it be something that seems insignificant or something more crucial like, um, you know, marriage and sexuality. We cover, uh, you know, substance abuse and alcohol. We talk about bitterness and forgiveness, uh, friendship and mean kids. And one of the things that's so prevalent right now that every parent, whether they have a three-year-old or a you know, 23-year-old, is the area of technology. And so in this book, Full Circle Parenting, we try to 
give them a guide to work through no matter what conversation they find themselves in with their children. And, and really that guide is the three circles. We talk to them about how to how to point out God's design and, you know, then um, the sin and brokenness that they find themselves in or that they notice around in the world, and then how the gospel helps us to recover and pursue um, God's design for us. And so we take that basic template and kind of walk parents through some of these areas that we find ourselves talking about on a daily basis with our kids. Love it, love it. And we're going to talk about those three circles, because I think we need to kind of explain what those are. Uh, but let me invite for our callers as well, because I, I do think of as Jimmy, as Kristen, Jimmy and Kristen as good uh, counsel on the road to parenting. And I want to uh, invite you to call with your questions or your comments at 877-548-3675. And, and actually, we have uh, five copies of Full Circle Parenting, uh, a guide for crucial conversations. And we're going to share some of those with uh, some amazing callers who ask amazing questions or have amazing comments. So uh, the number is 877-548-3675. Okay, so Jimmy, uh, the three circles thing, that's that's even in the title um of the side pillow of the book, if you look at uh, Amazon, it, it, it says with parentheses, three circles. So, but the three circles is something that you have written on a, well for a while. It's, it's, there's, there's a, an evangelistic strategy sort of around this. Um, there's turning everyday conversations into gospel conversations, I think is the book that probably that's 2016. Um, then that's based on three circles. So as we go through this, Christian already mentioned this, but we need more. So what do you mean by three circles? Because that's deeply embedded in full circle parenting. Yeah, so what we did is uh, when we when we first developed the three circles, Christian and I actually developed that not as an evangelistic strategy. We actually mm-hmm. developed it to talk to parents and uh, to people about marriage. Because uh, when we first came to South Florida, uh, we, ha- we held a class called Preparing for Marriage, we, had, we were expecting to have all these young people, some 20-somethings in there, and we prepared all of this like Paul Tripp-style, uh, gospel-centered you know, marriage material that we would have done, Ed, when you and I were teaching at Southern Seminary. And yet when we actually opened the class, the class filled up, and it was all people in their late 20s and 30s. They were all living together. Most of them were not in church. Most of them were not Christians, and most of them had children together. And we just realized they didn't know any Bible verses or any Bible stories. We're going to have to do something different. So we developed the three circles as a way to talk to people who didn't know any Bible verses or Bible stories about family and how the gospel can direct their family towards God's design. And so as we did that class, a lot of those families uh, became Christians. I ended up doing marriage, a lot of weddings in backyards and living rooms and front, you know, all over the place. And it was a very exciting time. And then from that, we learned that we could use that for evangelism. So what we've done with these three circles is give parents a map for a conversation. Because a lot of parents ask me questions. They say, hey, our, you know, my son's been looking at something on YouTube that, that he shouldn't be looking at, but how do I even talk to him about it? Or my daughter um, told me she's, she's attracted to girls, so she's experiencing same-sex attraction. How, how do I talk to her about it? Or my college student, they left and now they want to transition. They, my son left and now he wants to be my daughter. And what, what am I going to do about that? And so having these conversations, just giving them a map for whatever happens. Well, we can start with God's design. We can talk through the area of brokenness. We can talk about the possibility of redemption and restoration. And uh, that's really what the map is about so that parents aren't left just grasping, trying to figure out where to get started. 
Okay, and, and I was actually this many years old when I, I learned that actually that came from a marriage resource. Because, of course, I, I've engaged three circles in and around evangelism, part of our passion, obviously, here at the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center. So we're going to continue our conversation in just a moment with uh, Jimmy and Kristen Scroggins. I want to invite your calls, questions you might have about parenting or more, how to have these conversations. Uh, 877-548-3675 is our number. 877-548-3675. Talking about Full Circle Parenting with Jimmy and Kristen Scroggins. Okay, we're back at Stetzer Live. We're talking to Jimmy and Kristen Scroggins. Uh, before the break, we were having a little bit of a conversation about the source of those three circles. But, Jimmy, I, I want you to kind of tell us the three circles because they'll become a recurring theme, I think, in our conversation today as they are in the book Full Circle Parenting. So what are those three circles? Well, three circles are simply um, God's design, uh, brokenness, and the gospel. And so we try to start with God's design um, God has a design for every aspect of our lives, our parenting, our marriage, our finances, our sex life, our friendships, our vocational life, and God cares about all of it. And um, whenever we decide to do things our own way, we go our own way, we do things differently, we think we can get there better, stronger, faster, um, that's called sin. Sin is any time we depart from God's design, it lands us in brokenness. Brokenness is the experience of the effects of sin. And sin separates us from God. And so when we're in brokenness, we always try to find our way out of our own brokenness, whether that's by uh, trying to white-knuckle it and be a better person, drinking alcohol, jumping from a bad relationship to a different relationship. What we find is that the changes that we make that come from inside of us never go deep enough or last long enough. And the kind of change we really need um, comes from somewhere else, comes from the gospel, the good news of Jesus, crucified on the cross for our sins and raised from the dead. Jesus offers us forgiveness. Jesus offers us a new start. Jesus offers us new life. If we repent, change our mind, change our direction, believe the story of Jesus, receive Jesus by faith, he forgives our sins, and then the spirit of Jesus comes into us. We're also brought into a church family where we can begin to recover and pursue God's design. And this gives parents a way to talk about any topic. So if you come to me and say, well, my my daughter's been drinking and it's against the law, and it's not what we want her to do in our family right now, then let's talk about God's design. Well, my son's been looking at things on YouTube. Well, let's talk about God's design. W whatever happens, my, my daughter's pregnant, and she's not married, and we're, we're, we're struggling with this. Well, let's talk about God's design. And so this gives us a place to start and a place to go with every parenting conversation. Fascinating. And, and I think um, when I hear... That kind of described and, uh, you know, applying, if you will, the brokenness, the gospel, the God's plan, God's design. It does seem to, I mean, I now, again, I was this many years old when I learned to start as a marriage conversation. But I can definitely, in the book, see over and over again how this applies to the situation that maybe our children struggle with or we're struggling with others. Kristen, talk to us a little bit about how that conversation or, or, or basically unpack it a little more with us. So what, what might it look like for those three circles in these kinds of settings? Sure. Well, what we found out with parents, at, especially parents of, you know, older elementary, middle school teenagers, is uh, Christian parents tend to um, absolutely trust God's design 
as far as salvation goes for their children. They understand that Jesus died on the cross for their sins. He was, you know, buried, raised again the third day, and that if their children will believe that and trust that, that they will be saved. And yet God doesn't just have a design for our children's salvation. He has a design for the way that they live. And sometimes as parents, I think, because of all the things going on in our world around us, especially with the area of marriage and sexuality and technology and a myriad of other things, we tend to get nervous that maybe God's design is a little archaic or a little harsh. And so we aren't confident in his plan for our kids. And what we want to do with this book is just say, hey, the the design isn't just about, you know, where they're going to go when they die that their, his design walks us through every um, every part of life. And so so we want to give parents the, the permission and the encouragement to hold up the holiness of God and his plan and his good design for their kids and not to shy away from that and yet also um, have the full counsel of God whenever they're talking to their kids is that, yes, he's holy, and at the same time, he is redemptive. And so the full, the, the cir- three circles, excuse me, the approach to that really helps parents navigate both of those things with their kids. We don't shy away from his plan for them, and we, we speak truth, and yet we always hold up his his redemption for them, and, and both of those are true, and both of those are important in these conversations. We, we like to say that God always stays in the game with his people, and we can see that evident all throughout Scripture. We can't even get out of the book of Genesis without having, you know, over and over examples of, of, of people who have departed from God's design, and yet he keeps extending his covenant love towards his people. And so as parents, it's our job to show them what that looks like um, in everyday life. We've got to show them that, that we are going to stay in the game with them no matter what. Hmm. And it seems that a lot of parenting uh, in religious circles, right, in, in Christian circles where where we all walk, can be rule-based, don't do this, and, and then shame-based. If you do this, it's really, you know, we're going to shame you. And that's, I mean, you're, you're presenting, Kristen, a, a different approach that keeps pointing people back to God's intent, God's design, the gospel that can bring freedom and more. We seem, though, to be drawn towards kind of the rule-based and the shame-based approach, and there are some real consequences to that. Why, 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 why the gospel? Why God's design? And how is that freeing in these kind of conversations? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges in parenting, when you go to a parenting seminar or you read most parenting books, the truth is, uh, I'm not sure the authors intend, but there's a lot of formulaic parenting out there. Like if you will just do these things, if you'll just do these devotions this certain way and make sure your kids go to church this many times and make sure you don't allow them to watch these kinds of things or listen to this kind of music, that everything's going to turn out okay. And the truth is, if if parenting was as simple as A squared plus B squared equals C squared, and you just plug plug in the variables and crank out the right answer, everybody would be doing it. But parenting's not like that at all. You're parenting real people. And not only that, if you're married, then you're married to a real person. And you have this, you know, we like to say that uh, when when Christian and I got married, a man center married a woman center, and we spent the last 27 years making little sinners. And so we just sin all over each other all day long. And there's got to be this posture of forgiveness and redemption and the possibility of pulling things back together 
no matter how bad it feels or seems at the moment. And we think that gives parents a lot of hope. And we found in our own parenting, because we've had experiences where we've just got down in the floor and cried puddles of tears into the floor over our children. And I think those experiences of being shamed by others or having other people try to pile guilt on us as if it's some shortcoming in our parenting that would have fixed it all, we just don't want to do that with other people. When we don't want to do that with ourselves, we want to we want to look towards the gospel and look towards God's design with the hope that no matter where we are, God can show us a way forward. Hmm. And you know, well, I'll tell you that parenting you... is the most humbling thing in my life. Kirsten, go ahead. No, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's very humbling. Jimmy says sometimes it's humiliating, and that's so true. But, you know, if rules is all that there is, and then our children break those rules, then we're in a mess. We've all failed, and there's really no way to pick up the pieces. And so that that just can't be all that there is to this. And uh, so so we're hoping to give parents, a, you know, a way forward and encourage them that even if they find themselves in deep despair over something that their kids have either done or had done to them, that there is always a way back to God's design. Good. Let's, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Karen in Meridian, Mississippi. Karen, you're live on the air. Go ahead. I wanted to... Um, encourage parents to get a hold of this book and to use what they have presented in the book to read it and to implement it. Um, We have a 23-year-old and a 19-year-old, and I was listening to your broadcast on the radio, and I was going, oh, wow, I wish we would have had that. Now, I'm not a, I wasn't a book reader um, on how to parent whenever my children were growing up, and I didn't really buy into the if you do it this way, one, two, three, four type of things like I were talking to. But this seems like a book that would just give you an everyday um, type of not a solution, but just a very confident way of parenting. And so I told the your guy that I was talking to earlier, I said, I think I may even buy this book, although my children are 19 and 23, I think it will be very beneficial in other areas of my life. You know, if, oh, even I think if so. it's just yeah. for, do what now? I, I think so too. I think, I, I think you're right. No, let's, uh, so if you'll, if you'll hold on, we actually want to give you a copy of the book. So if you'll hold on just a second, so then, then I, I'm not that I don't want to like convince you not to buy the book as well, but full circle parenting, a guide for crucial conversations. Uh, thank you for, thank you for your call, Karen. Yeah, I mean, again, you couldn't, couldn't ask for a better call there, Jimmy. So, um, so, I mean, I, I do think that in a world where parenting seems sometimes like you're drowning, that often we need that life preserver thrown to us. And, um, you know, when I hear kind of, you know, this a gospel-driven, a grace-based approach to parenting, it seems like a, a breath of fresh air to mix metaphors to a lot of people. And, and yeah, you know, you, you and I have walked through places that were, that were much more, you know, driven by rules and, you know, in cultural context, it could be much more legalistic. Um, why, how do people respond when, when you kind of pre- present to them a place that this is a journey of struggles, you keep pointing back to the gospel? How, how do people respond? We found that people respond um, very gratefully because people expect Christians to push them down and push them out. And that's a lot of, to be honest with you, Ed, I'm afraid that a lot of our children, especially our teenagers and college-age kids, they think mom and dad as Christians are going to push them and their friends down and push them out because 
maybe they maybe they haven't really landed where mom and dad are when it comes to thinking about gender or sexuality, or maybe they haven't really landed where mom and dad are on a whole host of issues, but they're still in process. And so as a mom and a dad, I think instead of feeling defeated and making your kids feel like, hey, you're, you're, you're on the outs with our family, this gives us an opportunity to pull people in and lift them up. And I think if you just read the stories of Jesus, like think of all of the people that Jesus pulled in and lifted up when the religious people were pushing them down and pushing them out. And that's what we want to encourage and invite parents to do. But it's not that we are um, minimizing or glossing over the reality of sin, because sin is a big deal, and sin is real, and it's it's devastating, and it's painful, and it's it's got eternal consequences. So we're not minimizing sin, and yet we're not um, we're not marginalizing people who are still in process. Hmm. I, I like I like the way you communicate that. Let me invite people again to the conversation. It's eight seven seven five four eight three six seven five eight seven seven. Five four eight three six seven five. You know, Kristen, I, I, you know, because I, you know, I speak. I have a, you know, I just did this wonderful Awana conference. You know, I, 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 mm. I always am unsure about how to, you know, my 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 own kid, my kids have their own story. So you know, I, 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 you know, I don't share. You know, they they, they say to me, I, yeah, I have three daughters, so it's like I got to clear any pictures I put on social media to make sure their eyebrows are on <laughs> fleek right. and all those sorts of <laughs> things. That's right. Uh, so, so there are certain rules that I, I need to follow. Um, but I, I wonder, you know, to the degree that, you know, I'm sure some kids like it, some kids don't, but how has the biblical approach to parenting shaped your children's lives and their faith? Well, it's really been transformational, I tell you, and I, I, I must say that, you know, this is probably true with all firstborns, but we figured out a lot of this stuff by doing it the wrong way with, with our firstborn, and he's been so gracious, and, you know, he, he's ended up turning out okay. He uh, He's married to a beautiful girl who loves Jesus, and they have given us our first grandson, but, you know, we had some rocky patches where I think even without us knowing that we were doing it, we were very focused on if we do this the right way, he is going to turn out this way. And, you know, through some uh, challenges and sinfulness that he found himself in, we started realizing, man, that there has to be a better way here. Um, But I tell you, one of the things that we have figured out with our kids that have really transformed the way that we parent and talk to them, but because they understand that we believe that this is true, it's transformed the way that they've thought about each other and their friends, and that's um, an idea that we talk about in the book um, that we say is complexity. And what we mean by that is that our kids are both made in the image of God, they have their his handprint on them, and the, uh, the goodness of God is in their lives, and yet they're sinners. And so sometimes, if I could just share a quick story, uh, you know, we have a daughter who... Kristen, we uh, may have to hold on to just for a second for that, because we're coming up on a hard break at the bottom of the hour. But if you'll hold on just a second, the calls are coming in as well. You can continue that story. You want to stay with us with Kristen Scroggins. She's sharing sharing a particular instance. And again, I'll invite you one more time, 877-548-3675. Stay with us. We'll hear our conversation in just a moment. Hey, we're back. It's Stetzer Live, and Kristen, my apologies. The challenge of terrestrial radio is that bottom of the hour break comes, and I can't stop it. So, um, 
go ahead and pick up uh, where you were. We were ta- let me let me remind our listeners as well. We're talking to Jimmy and Kristen Scroggins. Full Circle Parenting is the book, and Kristen was about to uh, illustrate with an example. Go ahead, Kristen. So I was just beginning to talk about this idea of complexity with our children, and I I am going to just share with you a way that that it works out in our home. Uh, With permission, we share this story, but uh, one of our daughters uh, has always had just this incredible missionary heart. I would like to take credit for it, but it was just God-given. She cares deeply about people, prays for people, wants to be a missionary. And we were so proud of that and cultivated that as best we could. And uh, she would pray for the neighbors, share the gospel. And then when she hit middle school, we figured something out that was devastating to us. And it was the fact that she was really just this uh struggled with being a chronic liar and so she uh, you know she would not tell us the truth about things that didn't even matter that wouldn't even have gotten her in trouble had she told us the truth it got so bad at one point we had to take her to um, a friend and her mother to confess something that she had said that really had been hurtful and I got home from that meeting you want to talk about humiliating parenting moment and I said to Jimmy man is she is she just a fake has she just kind of, you know, hosted this whole time about this missionary heart and praying for others? Is she just completely faked? Is she really a liar? And in that moment, Ed, as I uttered those words, I began to be so convicted by the Holy Spirit because I thought, wow, so so this is where we are. If they if they have a besetting sin, if they do the wrong thing now, they're just, you know, we throw in the towel and, and that's just it for them. And that can't be the way. That's not how God um parents us and so I began to understand this idea of complexity that she was actually this person that loved Jesus deeply prayed for others cared deeply about others and yet she also had developed this sinfulness in her life and the understanding of that helps me parent in so much more of a gracious way in a way that we can explain to them that they always have a way forward. And so we talked to her about this idea of complexity and that we knew that she this wasn't who she is. This was just what she was doing and that God will always forgive and always restore and always redeem. And it was so um, life-giving to her. And God has delivered her out of that besetting sin. And she is moving forward in her relationship for the Lord. But, Ed, we see that, that she, she gives herself that grace, and then she extends that grace to other people. So sometimes she'll come home and get upset with a friend, and then she'll say, but, Mom, you know what? They're just complex. We have to love them for the best things about them. And I want my children, when they look back at the time in our home, to feel that, to feel that we love them no matter what, that there's always a way forward, and that no matter what they find themselves involved in, that they are complex and that God still loves them and that there's there's a way back to him if they will if they will do it. Love it. Love it. Let's go to Judy in Chicago. Judy, you're live on the air with your question or your comment. Um, my question is, what would it look like to begin using this me- method, maybe with a fairly young child? And what would be your indicators that you'd go deeper giving more information? It's a great question, Judy. And hang on the line, too, because we do want to give you a copy of uh, Full Circle Parenting. Jimmy, what do you think? What, 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 how would you respond to what are the indicators? How do you know if kids are getting it? When do you go deeper? Well, I think the three circles is such a simple concept. You really can explain it in a very simple way to really young children. I'd say five, six, seven years old, like kindergarten age. 
and you can begin to explain to them. And that, you know, I think talking to kids about God's design is such a powerful thing. Explaining to them that there is a God, and we find that children tend to believe in in God really easily. You don't have to convince them that there's a God. Kids will kids will buy right into that, and then you start to explain to them that there's a design and begin to show them from the Bible. Read them Bible storybooks and read them Bible stories and show them God's design in the Bible. And there's all these stories and all of these patterns and all of this instruction in the Bible. And we can show our kids that and they begin to embrace this idea that God cares so much about them and that God finds them so valuable that he's created a design that not only gives them instructions for how to live their lives, but it creates patterns by which they can become useful to God's kingdom on this earth. And that's just a powerful idea that even little children can begin to understand. Love it. Let's go to Karen in McKinley. Uh, Karen, you're live on the air. Go ahead with your question or your comment. Hi. I, you guys mentioned briefly the word, we don't want shame. And, I, and I'm older. I'm in my 70s. But I see what is wrong with a little shame? Like, what is wrong with saying to a child, well, you ought to be ashamed of doing that. What right. is this big deal and, and I guess it can be taken to an extreme, but I, I, I personally think there's nothing wrong with the kind with saying that in mm-hmm. in the proper way. Yeah, no, thank you, know. Karen. Good. Hang on the line too. I'm going to give you a copy uh, of the book, Full Circle Parenting. I think I said that, not you guys, and I put it in the context where parenting is only driven by rules and shame. But let's talk some about that. What is the place for you know you sh- you should be ashamed of this, or you know this is an area of correction in your life? How do you, Kristen? How do you walk through? Correction, what's the place of saying you've you know embarrassed something? Oh, you talk to us about that and Karen's question. Well, I love the question because it's going to give us an opportunity to clarify what we mean. And so, yes, you know, guilt and shame are part of what hopefully pushes us for the need for the gospel, for the need for sin and repentance. It's right in the brokenness circle, isn't it? It, it absolutely is. And so sometimes, you know, we talk about that with our kids, like the reason why you're feeling this way is because you need, you know, you need the gospel. You need Jesus to transform you in this way. So the initial feelings of this guilt and shame is is healthy and right oftentimes. But I think what Ed meant by that and what Jimmy and I would wholeheartedly agree with is that you don't want your child to live in that shame that that is dangerous for them because that that brings despair and and living in that shame pushes them to focus on themselves instead of God's redemptive plan for them and so we have to be careful as parents that we don't only hold up God's God's design and God's rules and yet when they sin we we beat them to death with it that's not what God does for us in the scriptures and that's not what we're supposed to do as parents we're supposed to be honest and real with them about the sinfulness that they find themselves in and the struggles that they have and yet we've always got to be pointing to the gospel and his his way forward for them to get them out of that guilt and shame to move them forward to stop looking at themselves and fix their eyes on Jesus. Yeah, and sin sin brings its own shame. Like I don't have to cast shame on my children when they sin because sin will bring its own feelings of uh, guilt. That's why God gives them a conscience and God puts that inside of them. And so I don't have to add to that or pile shame upon shame. What I want to do is direct them, to remind them of the gospel message of redemption. And redemption lets us take our shame 
and put it on Jesus because Jesus took our guilt and our shame on himself on the cross and pointing them to the reality of the cross. So we're not glossing over sin or guilt. What we're actually doing is talking about how to handle it properly. Well, let's go, let's go to Pam in Avon, Indiana. Pam, you're live on the air. What's your question or your comment? Well, my 19-year-old daughter, and she's an only child, um, I, I sent her. I actually had to send her to a boarding school. She was so totally out of control. Um, it was a supposedly Christian boarding school, and uh, it eventually went under because of sexual abuse allegations mm. and that kind of thing. And she came home, and I was scared to death because I didn't know if she had gotten better or, or if I could even handle sure. her. And things, it wasn't quite that bad. So, uh, well, anyway, I just feel so discouraged. I just feel like I've totally, she, she won't talk to me. She won't, she doesn't want to hear anything about God, Jesus. She she talks to me, but yeah, if I start saying anything like that, then she gets so upset. And I just feel like she's going to die without the Lord. And it's all my fault. <laughs> well, Pam, well, we're grieving with you, and that's hard. Parenting is some of the most difficult tasks. But let's see if maybe Jimmy and Kristen might have some words of advice or encouragement. So you, you hold on just a second. Jimmy, Kristen, I mean, what, what would you say to Pam, who's experiencing what, let's be honest, a lot of Christian parents have walked through? Yeah, you're right. Well, Ed, I think you and I, you, our own children, um, I mean, we're, we kind of do this professionally, right? We're, we're professional Christians and talkers and advice givers. And the truth is uh, our hearts have been broken at times with things that have happened in our own families. And so when, when we when we hear Pam speaking, uh, I just grieve. Yeah, Jimmy, I think we lost you there for a second. Complex. And hopefully we Go ahead. Can... Jimmy, we lost you there for a second. Sorry about that. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead and pick back up where you were. Go ahead. I was just going to say all of us know that parenting is challenging, and all of these situations are so complex, it's impossible to unravel it in a phone call. However, one of the things that that we believe so strongly is that every Christian family needs to be tied in to a church family. And a church family with a pastor or a group of pastors is there to help you walk through these kinds of complex situations and help you unravel them and help you find resources to address them in the most helpful way possible. And so what I would say to Pam or others in her situation where they just feel like it's it's too much, it's gone too far, it's beyond repair, that the church family is the place where you have to really lean in hard on your church family because they're the ones who can shepherd you through these really complex situations. And these things have a long arc. They go years and decades, not moments and minutes. And uh, that would be my greatest encouragement to Pam or others in her situation. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. And Pam, we are grieving with you as well. This is hard. We've, one of the things, too, Jimmy, you know, very, we don't talk about our, the fact that we all have struggles. Till we're together, you know, say, man, I struggle. My, my child struggled with this. But, Pam, I want you to know that a lot of us have walked through some of those struggles as well. So you hold on. We want to give you a copy of Full Circle Parenting as well. We're going to continue our conversation with your calls. Uh, last segment, 877-548-3675. That's 877-548-3675.
Paperback. Um, Ed Sets are live, and we've been talking to Jimmy and Kristen Scroggins. They've been married 26 years, have eight children. They've got a new book out, uh, and it's actually called Full Circle Parenting, a Guide for Crucial Conversations. Um, I, I love the description. It begins with uh, four keywords: Parenting isn't for wimps. And we all feel that. We feel the struggle. Um, it's the most humbling thing probably, but also filled with rewards and uh, and, and great blessings. Kristen, I, I wonder um, how you could address one of the things you say in the book is uh, one of the goals of parenting is heart transformation. Talk to me a little bit about that. Oh, maybe I've lost Kristen. I'm not quite sure. So let's see if they're there. Um, Okay, we're going to get right back in just a second. So we've been having a conversation in and around parenting. And in the midst of that conversation, we've been talking about the book, Full Circle Parenting, as well. And in the process of doing so, we're, we've got a little technology glitch, but we're working on the technology glitch. We're calling them back on a different line to continue our conversation. This is the joy of live radio. I will tell you, as I could share my own testimonial in the midst of this, parenting has been a remarkably war rewarding and a remarkably challenging experience. And one of the questions earlier someone asked was, you know, where's, you know, I, I, I have expressed and I would express in a Christian environment that sometimes we become focused on rules. When you break them, uh, we shame you. I've had more than one occasion where as a pastor or church leader, someone has said, well, we've been uh, disowned by my parents and more. And I want us to talk about a different path. I think we've got them back now. So we're going to go to Kristen. And Kristen, the question I was asking before we, oh, it's Jimmy. Okay. So Jimmy, let's talk a little bit about where question was a little bit about the book talks about the goal of heart transformation. Unpack that a little bit more. What is it? What are we looking for in heart transformation? Well, obviously when you have little children, the best you can do is to begin to deal with their behavior. So you're helping them, you know, not put their finger in a light socket or you're helping them not, you know, toddle out into the street. So you have to deal with behavior. So you teach them commands like no, um, you teach them commands like come here. But as they get older, your conversations have to get more complex and you can't just be dealing with kids' behavior because our goal is not a well-behaved sixth grader or our goal is not a polite 10th grader. Our goal is an adult that is living their own life for the Lord, pursuing God's design in their own right. And so we want to get them to that, not be satisfied with managing behavior um, at a younger age. Yeah, good word. Let, let's go to Kim in Geneva. Kim, you're live on the air with your question or your comment. Go ahead. Hi, thank you. Um, so I just had to hop on because I am, my business is a middle school mommer. And I wanted to share uh, just that I was so hesitant to um, launch into this because I am a middle school mom or I'm in the middle of raising uh, a tween and a teen. And um, what I have found through my own journey of um, doing this so far is that a lot of people, first of all, want to hear from parents who are in the midst of parenting and, um, you know, flubbing it up sometimes, but also getting it right. Um, but what has been interesting uh, to me, sorry, I just watched, walked up a bunch of stairs. <laughs> What's been interesting no to me is uh, that I, um, as I pull in guest interviews and uh, this coming Saturday, actually, I'm hosting a tweens, teens and technology event with a pastor of student ministries. And he has seven children. And um, what what he and I laugh about, because I've interviewed him several times now, is that it all like all the different issues that we talk about, whether it's technology um, race, depression, anxiety, sexuality, marriage, I mean, all, everything <laughs> that, uh, you know, the thoughts are starting to form in our children's lives. 
um, it comes back to connecting with their heart. And so if that connection is not there and you're not making that point to pursue them, let them know you, you want them, you're after them, you're after their heart just as a parent um, and that they're wanted, then you can't really get anywhere else with any further conversations in regard to some of these really important topics. So um, I just track with everything that's being said today and I affirm what you're doing. Yeah, Kim, that's great that you would. Thank you for giving us encouragement about giving advice here as well. If you'll stay in the line, we want to give you a copy of Full Circle Parenting. Let, let me also mention, too, that that uh, I, I think, Jimmy, we just have you right now, and uh, which which we're going to which is a little disappointment for the vast majority of us because Kristen's so awesome. But technology is what technology is. But one of the things that there's I, even Kim's comment, you know, and her uh, doing the having this conversation around middle school. Uh, I think she's talking about middle school moms. But it's part of the the value of the book and the value of your ministry. You do conferences around this is having conversations because parents think maybe I'm the only one who's struggling. Maybe I'm the only one whose kid isn't having the same views of me. Maybe I'm the only one whose kid whose technology has gotten kind of out of control. But as pastors, we've seen man, this people struggle all over with this. Talk to us a little bit about the importance of these conversations. Ed, guess what? I'm back. So, uh, no, I'm the amazing over. Kristen. Yay. All right, Kristen, we have, the, we have chosen well. So t- t- did you hear my question? Yes, I did. I, okay. I did. So, well, you know, we, ahead, we've talked in. a lot about the need to extend grace to our children and that that does not mean that we gloss over their sin. We fully, you know, speak of that and talk to them about what that means, but that it's always redemptive. But sometimes we forget to extend that same grace to ourselves as parents. And so we are sinners. We need grace. We need mercy. We need forgiveness. We make mistakes. We sin when we're trying to discipline our children, and we have to ask forgiveness from them. And so we have to extend the same grace to ourselves that we're saying that we need to extend to our children as well. Uh, You know, all sin is common to man. And so it's very—I don't think I've ever met anyone who has had a child or had a struggle themselves— that we have not heard of or experienced ourselves as well. And so we're all in this together as imperfect people who are trying to bring honor and glory to the Lord with our own lives and with our parenting. And the point is we miss the mark sometimes and we need Jesus. That That's what, what we, we need to remember is that when, you know, your one caller was asking us about the shame, th- we have to remember that this isn't about us. This isn't about us being perfect parents. This is about us pointing our kids to the Lord. And part of how we do that is by reminding ourselves that we need Jesus as well. Well, I love that. We've got about 30 seconds, Kristen. Give me one closing exhortation for pastors who are listening. I'm assuming who are for parents who are listening are just exhausted and unsure. 30 second closing exhortation. Sure. My, my encouragement to moms and dads who feel like they are just you know, doggy paddling in a, in a vast ocean um, of just uncertainty with, with their children is that God stays in the game with his people. And it's our job as mom and dad to stay in the game with our kids as well, that there's always hope. There's always a way forward. Love him with everything you have. Show your kids what it looks like to have a mom and have a dad that knows and loves him. And that will speak so uh, much to your kids about about who God is and how he feels about them. 
Well, so thankful for you, Kristen, and for Jimmy joining us on the program today. Let me remind everybody that the book that we've been talking about today is Full Circle Parenting, A Guide for Crucial Conversations. Thanks to our callers as well who jumped into the conversation. Super helpful. Um, Tune in next week. We're going to be talking with Pastor Sammy Rodriguez about persevering through tough times and really tough times of life and walking in faith in the midst of some of those difficulties. Let me thank my team here, my producer, Karen Hendren, my engineer, Courtney Young. Eric Tidwell's been on the phones today as well. Today, to hear today's program again, you'll find it at edstetzerlive.com or the Moody Radio app. You can also connect with us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Ed Stetzer Live. And as always, let's be appreciative of the ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Ed Stetzer Live is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Thanks for listening.